This episode is sponsored by Milk and Honey. Milk and Honey began as a luxury day spa in Austin, Texas, and has since grown to include eight locations across Texas and Los Angeles, California, as well as a line of bath, body, and skincare born from the spa. Milk and Honey sources and uses the safest possible ingredients in both their spa treatments and product lines, which means both choosing organic and making thoughtful, informed choices on safe ingredients. I recently went to their Brentwood location to treat myself to a spa day. In addition to having a wonderful and deeply therapeutic massage, I really appreciated how peaceful and relaxing the spa environment is. The lounge that is available for guests pre and post treatments felt like a little sanctuary and retreat away from the outside hustle and bustle of LA. We are so excited to now be able to offer our listeners a discount at all milk and honey spas, including both LA locations in Culver City and Brentwood. We are even more excited to partner with them to offer a spa package called the Courageous Wellness Retreat, a 60-minute milk and honey signature massage, which is a Swedish massage tailored to your needs, focusing on relaxation and stress relief combined with body brushing, an exfoliating and detoxifying treatment that uses a natural bristle brush that you get to take home to stimulate your lymph and circulation while also reviving dull skin. And for all our listeners in any location, their online boutique offers products from the milk and honey line and from other top brands, including Osea Malibu, Supergoop, Virtue, Moon Juice, Kula Sun Care, and more. Courageous wellness listeners can enjoy 20% off your next order at milkandhoney.com and 20% off your first spa service at any milk and honey location with code CW podcast, visit milk and to find a location near you. And if you want to try the courageous wellness spa package at a special discounted rate, use the code courageous wellness retreat to redeem. This is not able to be combined with any other discount or promotion. And you can find all this information in our show notes. Welcome to Courageous Wellness. My name is Erica Stein. And I'm Allie French. And this is a podcast about individual journeys within wellness and how to navigate it all. After Allie experienced a cancer diagnosis in her 20s, and Erica went through a sustained 50-pound weight loss and self-love journey, we created a platform to interview real people from all walks of life that have combined all types of practices. From physical wellness to emotional and spiritual, we hear courageous stories and focus on why it's important to share them. We are both certified integrative nutrition health coaches and together with our community are learning to live our most purposeful lives by sharing one courageous story at a time. It takes courage to share these journeys and by talking about them, we aim to destigmatize the process. We want you to be your own health advocate, feel educated and informed on the latest in health and wellness, and empower you to feel your absolute best. And because we want to bring forth a wide variety of stories, the opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect our own, but we hope the diverse and varied stories will empower you to make the best choices for your own life. So join us as we and our community share our courageous wellness. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Courageous Wellness. We have a really 
interesting episode today, all about hair health and wellness, which we really haven't touched on yet. No, we haven't. It's going to be, um, it's going to be informative and, uh, we have Erica Zellner. So we're going to do a formal intro for her in a little bit, but as usual, we're going to chat about some weekly updates. What's going on with you? What's going on with me? Well, I think my update will probably be like an ongoing update, but it's very exciting. And I'm bringing home a puppy and becoming a dog mom. <laughs> um, and I'm totally annoying about it. So don't worry. Like, I mean it when I like dog mom, annoying style. Um, my husband and I really feel like we're becoming parents. We're getting a little puppy. It's a King Charles Spaniel and she's coming home on the 18th. So we are all in prep mode for this little bundle of joy. She's so cute. I got, I've gotten video and pictures of her since she was born. She's yeah. She's a little Aries, Aries, like sun, like auntie Allie, <laughs> like auntie Allie, Aries, sun, Virgo, moon, Aquarius rising. Yes, I did her chart, <laughs> but we're really, we're in it. And it's so interesting. Um, you know, this is our first dipping our toes into parenthood. And I know bringing a puppy home is no joke. So we're preparing for some sleepless nights and I'm watching all the YouTube training videos and all that good stuff. And yeah, I'm, I'm like getting a little anxious about the way my life is going to change, but I know it's going to change more for the good than for the not good. And we've, we've wanted a dog for so long. Um, my husband and I have been together for 10 years now, which is wild. And I think we wanted a dog the whole time. So (laughs) the time is finally right. And yeah, she's coming home on the 18th. So I'm in full, my update is just, I'm in full dog mom mode. And I say in the annoying way, because I'm fully like, you know, I did her astrology chart and (laughs) I am. Yeah. I really, I feel like I'm becoming a parent. So you are that. Yeah. So I'm sure in a couple of weeks, I'll have an update on that. And yeah, I'm very, I'm very excited to bring her home. And our parents are also cute. They're like, we're getting a grand pup. So that's cute. (laughs) Yeah. That'll be so fun. We'll have a little courageous wellness mascot. A little crate, get ready for all the stories. If you don't follow us on Instagram, um, yeah, it's going to become a puppy story account. Cause that's about to be my life and my summer plans are really going to be training this little angel of love. And yeah, I just, I'm really, I'm really excited and I love animals so much. I love dogs and I just, yeah, it's going to be our first one. I grew up with, um, English Springer Spaniel. So I've always had a family dog, but this is my first dog on my own. Hmm. So very excited. What about you, Allie? How are you doing? I had less, I had like a less fun start to my week with some food poisoning. Mm -hmm. That was unpleasant, but I've pretty much recovered from that. The Um, worst. You know what I did watch a little bit of on your recommendation was the Nate and Jeremiah show on Discovery Plus, which anybody is a fan of like design shows, HGTV style stuff. This they're a they're good, like they're good designers, and they're also like really pleasant to watch. Where sometimes it's like you know, you get couples on those shows and they're so like sticky and they like try to be cute, but like these guys are natural 
and have so much sweet chemistry as designers and as partners and husbands. And they're just so, so fun. So I took your recommendation. I'm a 10 for 10 fan of the show. Even my husband was like, oh, this one's good. No, <laughs> like, I know. He normally hates those. And they're so, they're so in love with each other and they have the most beautiful family. And they're two of the most handsome men I've ever seen in yeah, my they're entire both life. So good looking. That doesn't hurt. <laughs> And they just, their design aesthetic is so beautiful. Like I was joking. Um, I was like, if they ever came and like did my house and they were like, well, what's your style? I'd be like, whatever. I'd be like, go whatever for it. You whatever want. you want to yeah. do, just transform my home. So, um, oh, I'm so glad you watched it. I yeah. love it. We you know, finished. Oh, we sorry. finished I was the just, whole season. So oh, did you no, so I've watched like one and a half episodes, but you know, what's so nice too is like, you know, as we know. <laughs> The world, like on a daily basis, is like a challenging, difficult, oftentimes very violent place. And we're dealing with continued aspects of that in our country. And so sometimes having something that, like a little piece of content that feels creative and feels like doesn't require too much from you, but also like, is creative and brings people like a lot of joy in their lives is like sometimes really sweet and necessary to consume and like not to un- not to like undervalue that or like it-, it shouldn't be too underrated because it actually can like be a nice little thing to just like give to yourself or your mind at the end of the night. Yeah. And I, I think Nate and Jeremiah are truly everything good in the world. It's <laughs> like them. And I think sometimes having that, like it it just, I think it helps get in the mindset to be more hopeful, right? Sometimes about the society we live in to be ready to take action to, you know, just take its wellness. I think it absolutely is a form of wellness to enjoy content like that and, or whatever, you know, the content you enjoy is too. I love I don't know why TV gets such a bad rap. I love TV. Well, <laughs> so. TV these days is different than when we were growing up. Cause the only thing that could quote unquote, like rot your brain that your parents could yell at you for, as far as screen time goes, when we were kids was TV, there was no like phones in our hands. There was no, you know what I mean? There, we didn't have like laptops or our tablets or anything like that. So it was like, get off, get like, get off you know, the couch, get out, you know, like turn the TV off, your brain's going to rot. But like these days it's very different. And actually oftentimes TV takes attention span. It takes investment in a story. We also have like really incredible creators using Mm -hmm. TV as a medium in a way that we only had through film. I think growing up, like TV wasn't as, um, I mean, there's a lot of trash TV, but like it, there nowadays you can get so much different types of creative content through the medium of television. Um, and we have like so many other screens that are rotting our brains prior to television that we can like yell at kids or ourselves about. So, um, it's just a different beast. Like it just wasn't, it isn't what it was, you know, 30 years ago. Totally. Yeah. No, it's so good. So if you need, this is like the second week in a row we're talking about it. So if you're not inspired, um, maybe you are now to go watch some discovery plus 
Nate and Jeremiah's I was like, home project. Discovery Plus is not a sponsor, by the way. No. It's just pure, uh, you know, giving it pure like props just because we enjoy it. Yeah. And and we do have um, such a good episode we do. for you guys today. Again, all on hair wellness. But before we get to that, again, this episode is sponsored by Milk and Honey. Allie, do you want to share what you're enjoying about Milk and Honey this yes. week? Yes. I actually just recently, I think I may have shared this before, but it's kind of a newer product for me. Um, I recently gave one to, um, my aunt because I love it so much, uh, is the milk and honey body polish. It's their own brand and you can get it on their online boutique, which our code works for. So 20% off using CW podcast for your discount. Um, but it's this like really awesome exfoliation and like hydrating, paste, you know, like one of those rubs that you can keep in the shower and like, Oh, it's so nice. Your legs and your arms feel so smooth after using it and hydrated and exfoliated. And speaking of exfoliation, we've announced that we have also a partnership with the milk and honey spa locations. Um, there are two in LA Brentwood and Culver city. There are a few in Texas. They just opened one in Chicago too this week. And, um, our code works there. And then we also have curated a menu, a spa menu item called the courageous wellness retreat, which also focuses on exfoliation because it's their 60 minute Swedish um, massage signature massage, but you also get added on um, a a full body dry brushing experience, which is really great for lymphatic drainage, your circulation and deeply exfoliates um, your skin. So we love it. We went and had them recently. It was awesome. So you can use CW podcast at any of the spas for any of the um, treatments. You can get the courageous wellness retreat option at the spas as well, or you can use the uh, code on their online store for any of their products that they create. They also carry a bunch um, of other ones that we love. And we talk about, I know you love like OCM Malibu, Erica, and yeah, I even saw they Super carry good. like Therabody now, like the oh, Thera, yeah. uh, the Therabody products. They have a really great online boutique and yeah. And I think, I don't know if the Chicago opened this week or if they announced think, it's coming soon. Oh, Either way, I, think I saw that it's open. It's open now. Maybe. So for our Chicago listeners, the spot, it's a really, or it's coming really soon. It's I a really it. incredible spot experience. And I've, I've been, that's like my, I guess that's my real wellness update other than the pup is it. I've been using the dry brush and dry brushing at home, which is really nice. It's an exfoliation episode. <laughs> it is. And now we're going to talk about the head, right? We're going to talk about hair, scalp, hair, all that scalp, stuff, all that good stuff. Um, so let's get yeah. into it. Let's do it. So this week on the show, we welcome Erica Zellner. Erica is a holistic nutritionist who works for the hair wellness company, Vegamore. In this conversation, Erica discusses how hair health really starts on the inside and also shares how Vegamore takes a uniquely holistic and science-driven approach to hair health, formulating all of its products with non-toxic, organic, wild harvested ingredients used in amounts clinically proven 
to boost hair density and volume. Vegamore has redefined the hair care category by creating a 360 inside out approach to hair wellness, supporting a balanced physiological ecosystem conducive to healthy, beautiful hair. Vegamore is a digitally native vegan beauty company committed to creating clean, sustainable plant-based products that have a positive impact on people's lives and the planet we all share. Yes. And Erica holds a master's of science in nutrition and integrative health from the Maryland university of integrative health and a postgraduate certificate certificate in global health management from the university of Maryland. Additionally, Erica holds the prestigious designation of certified nutrition specialist through the American nutrition association and is a licensed dietitian nutritionist. She's a frequent expert contributor to various other outlets, including Huff post the New York times and women's health. And as an integrative clinical nutritionist, Erica's focus is on wellness in all aspects of a person's life mind, body, and spirit. Her goal is to empower individuals to take full control of each of these facets in healthful and fulfilling ways. And we really enjoyed our conversation with Erica about holistic health and hair health and head health today. And she really provides a lot of insight into how to take a holistic approach to healthcare. So we hope you enjoy the conversation as much as we did. We are so excited to offer our listeners a new discount to one of the best probiotic supplements on the market, Seed. If you are a regular listener of the podcast, then you know that Allie and I are both very serious when it comes to the importance of gut health and building a thriving microbiome. I personally have been using seed for close to a year now and have noticed a big difference in my digestion and bloating. I am devoted to taking seed every single morning before food, and I'm really excited to share their daily symbiotic with our audience. The formulation of the daily symbiotic combines a probiotic and prebiotic is vegan and gluten-free and includes 24 clinically studied naturally occurring strains, not found in yogurt or fermented foods and beverages, and lives up to the highest standards for human and planetary health. Yes. And in addition to being a really reliable probiotic and prebiotic supplement, Seed is committed to creating science-based education for all those that partner with them through accountable advertising at Seed University. This is where we are all committed to not spreading misinformation about health on the internet. Pretty important, right? Also, I personally love their commitment to sustainability with a refill system and all recyclable or biodegradable packaging materials. Erica and I only advertise products that we use and feel are of benefit to us and by extension could be of value to our community as well. If you would like to order Seed Daily Symbiotics to incorporate into your own gut health routine, go to seed.com and use the code COURAGEOUS15 at checkout for 15% off or click on the link in our show notes. This episode is brought to you by Ned. Let's talk about CBD. The CBD market feels really saturated these days, doesn't it? It seems like you can get it at any coffee shop or grocery store, and many CBD brands actually source their hemp from industrial hemp farms in China. The brand that we love, and more importantly, the brand that we trust is Ned. Ned produces some of the highest quality CBD available in the world, and Erica and I only partner with brands that we ourselves use. Ned shares third-party lab reports, 
who farms their products and their extraction process all right there on their website. Ned is also USDA certified organic with all products extracted from USDA certified organic hemp plants grown by an independent farmer named Jonathan in Peonia, Colorado. How's that for knowing exactly where your CBD comes from? We have both been longtime users of Ned. I rely on the full spectrum hemp oil to help with anxiety and the hormone balance blend has been a game changer as I transitioned off of birth control. And today we want to talk about Ned's new product, which has been in development for over a year, the de-stress blend. I've gone through two bottles since it's come out and I could not be more obsessed with the benefits and the effects. This one-to-one formula of CBD and CBG is made from the world's purest full spectrum hemp and check out these ingredients. CBG is known as the mother of all cannabinoids because of how effective it is at combating anxiety and stress by inhibiting the reuptake of GABA, the neurotransmitter responsible for stress regulation. Ashwagandha is an amazing Ayurvedic adaptogen that enhances your body's resilience to stress. And the delicious taste of this blend is thanks to the botanical infusion of cardamom and cinnamon. Cinnamon is a powerful prebiotic that supports your gut health, a key player in your mental health. And cardamom combats stress by helping reduce your blood pressure and cortisol levels. Also, Ned's quality speaks for itself. The products have over 1,500 five-star reviews, and they work with incredible partners within the medical field like Dr. Carolyn Leaf, Dr. Christian Gonzalez, and Dr. Will Cole, who has been a two-time guest on this podcast. If you'd like to give Ned a try, Courageous Wellness listeners get 15% off Ned products with the code CWPODCAST. Visit helloned.com slash CWPODCAST to get access. That's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com forward slash CWPODCAST to get 15% off. Thank you, Ned, for sponsoring the show and offering our listeners a natural remedy for some of life's most common health issues. You can also find a link in our show notes. So welcome, Erica. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, We're excited to dive into this topic. So to get us started, can you share with us a little bit about your background and your journey and how it led you to the world of hair wellness? Absolutely. And thank you so much. I'm really, really excited for this conversation and to just kind of bring this idea of hair wellness to a larger audience, because it is a really new idea that we're focusing on. But, you know, if I can, I'll do my best to keep it brief, because, of course, everybody has a pretty long health history. Um, But I grew up as somewhat standard American diet on the East coast, you know, following the food pyramid, I was healthy. I was eating all of my whole grain breads and things like that. And, um, from a young age, I made the ethical choice to become a vegetarian and didn't have much nutrition information at that time. I was in middle school when I made that choice. And that kind of started me down a bit of a, a negative health slope for, 10, 15 years. Um, and it was so interesting because as a younger child and going into adolescence, um, I will, what I now lovingly describe as I was a pizza and Doritos vegetarian, you know, I was eating my grilled cheese and thinking I was getting great protein because there's cheese in there. And I thought that vegetarianism, I found this holy grail because not only was I saving the planet, but every time I stepped onto the scale, it was a lower number, which 
in retrospect, oh my gosh, I was in middle school obsessing over the number on the scale, which makes me so sad in retrospect. But I really thought that this was the Holy Grail and it was this perfect world that I was living in where I could eat my Morningstar Farms fake chicken nuggets and be healthy and save the planet and save the animals. And over the course of those formative years, you know, I got quite sick. Um, I lost my period. It was incredibly irregular because not only was I not fueling myself well or in a healthful way, but I was also incredibly active. Um, I was a very competitive um, equestrian. I played field hockey, volleyball. Um, I was just very, very active. And so, of course, my doctor did the standard, well, here's some birth control. And I was like, okay, great, that's fixed. And then in high school, I started going through this period that lasted years of I would get debilitating and actually crippling pain in my low back on my sacroiliac nerve. And at first my doctor thought it was just sciatica, told me stretch it out. It wasn't fixing it. And for somebody who's young, seemingly healthy, at a good weight, all you know, I was checking off all those boxes and to wake up in the morning and not be able to put weight on my right leg and not be able to walk was really scary. And so that sent me into years of, I just had a standing prescription for a, a high potency steroid. And I would take it every three to four months. My doctor would always refill it, no questions asked. Every once in a while I would go in to see her and I was like, hey, is this, is this okay? And she's like, yeah, well, I don't like that you're taking it every three months. So if this keeps up, uh, we'll just start injecting the steroid into your spine. And I was like, no, you won't. You are absolutely not injecting my spine with anything. And so we just stayed on the oral steroid and never asked any other questions. And so this kind of pattern lasted until I was about midway through college. And at that time, I started to just become naturally interested in nutrition. I started reading books put out by the American Dietetic Association and, you know, voraciously reading everything that I could get my hands on. And that actually transitioned me into my, you know, big mid-20s life crisis career change where I went back to school, got my master's in nutrition, all in a quest to heal myself and answer the question of why every three months am I crippled for days on end? And the only thing that helps is a steroid. You know, why have I been living in this pattern for so long? And I will say in retrospect, most inefficient way to heal yourself is to go and get a master's in something. But I finally started being able to put the puzzle pieces together where my doctor wasn't able to. And through some blood work and testing and self-experimentation, I found out that I have you know, quite exquisite non-celiac gluten sensitivity amongst a number of other you know, issues that some in-depth testing revealed. And so completely changed my diet, changed up my lifestyle. I haven't had an issue with that since, but of course with life, it can't be that easy. While I was in my master's, I also um, got the opportunity to live in England for a couple of years. And if you think about the climate in England, it is wet and old. And the home that my now husband and I were living in had an incredible infestation of toxic mold as do most homes and buildings in England, unfortunately. And I mean, it was growing through the walls um, we would attack it with all these different like mold killers, things like that. It would always grow back. And so that kind of led me into part two of 
oh my gosh, how do I heal myself again? Because I became very, very sick after being exposed for several years to an immense amount of black mold. And that part of my journey that was post master's degree, I had just started working in nutrition. And that was around the time this was, you know, 2017, 2018, mold wasn't on a lot of um, your like functional medicine radars yet. It was still very niche. It's becoming more known about now, but I had to dig back in. I was like, oh my gosh, do I have to go and get another master's? Is this this just the answer to everything where I just spent two years and pay $40,000 to amass degrees? Um, And so I found the work of like Dr. Neil Nathan and Dr. Richie Schumacher and um, had to go through and kind of re-heal myself and fight tooth and nail to get my health back and to make sure that I was detoxing things because I'm sure not only mold was in my body, I'm sure there were different pesticides and plastics and things like that, that were disrupting my health. Um, I had to get the mold out of me. I had to be very careful about what I was eating and how I was structuring my life. And that was a huge learning experience for me. And so all of that fast forward to where I'm now that I'm significantly healthier. I'm working with patients in all sorts of levels of of health or illness. I work with a lot of mold patients to help detox and heal their body. And I've never felt more fulfilled or happier. And it really all came from just this place of my entire world and my body completely shut down on me. And I had to figure it out because every place that I went before going through my master's in nutrition was just trying to sell me a pill and send me on my way. Yeah. And that's the the very short version of my health history. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing your journey. I know, you know, when we we have these little, it's like we're, we're asked to give basically soundbite versions of years and years of, of different experiences. But mm-hmm. I think just even hearing yours, you know, I think a lot of people can probably on some level relate, maybe not relate by going into, um, you know, nutrition professionally or getting the masters, but having to learn, having to grow their own Mm -hmm. sense of education about how to take care of themselves, um, because of really difficult circumstances, because of really Mm -hmm. strange health stuff that might pop up. So, Mm -hmm. um, and I know I can relate to that on some level as well. So I think it's a common thing where people are having sort of indescribable symptoms or Mm -hmm. might not understand where certain things are coming from. So, um, thank you for sharing with us your background and how it's led to the work that you do Mm -hmm. and the expertise that you have now. And so, you know, we are holistic in the way that we look at wellness and health. Um, but one of the things you're here to share with us about today is something we really haven't, um, fully dived into, into the, in, on the podcast, even in the years of our, um, you know, in our 200 plus episodes, I don't think we've done one quite as unique to hair and, mm-hmm. um, hair health, scalp health. Um, you know, we talk often about how chemicals or mold, which you just touched on, like can mm-hmm. affect our system, can affect our skin, can go through our skin. We've talked about beauty products and things like that, but I'd love to hear like your take, um, on why this could be an important part of our health and why mm-hmm. 
uh, why we should kind of think about it, talk about it and learn about it. Yeah, absolutely. And so the idea of hair wellness is, was really appealing to me when I first heard about it. Um, I've been working on a panel of experts with a company Vegamore, um, do beautiful vegan holistic hair care products. And what drew me to Vegamore was really uh, serendipitously, you know, I got to talking to their CEO, Dan, um, he was sharing kind of his vision for hair and hair wellness and just how we can heal people from the inside out. And that's, what's going to give them their best hair. And by extension, your best skin and vibrancy and health and energy and all of those things kind of cascade together very nicely. Um, and what I loved about it was the goal, even though he owns a company that obviously sells a product, the goal wasn't to sell more product. The goal really was coming from this place of let's heal people. And that's part of his story too, is you know, he was working with a functional medicine doctor, got himself healthy and really got exposed to this root cause inside out approach to healing and wanted to work that into Vegamore's business and Vegamore's offering to the world. And so this idea of hair wellness really comes down to, you can use the best topical products in the world, but if you're not healthy on the inside, your results are going to be very limited. And so if you have a goal around long, strong, shiny, vibrant hair, we need to not only address the products you're using and make sure they're clean from chemicals and, you know, preservatives and things like that. But we also need to be looking at you as a whole person. Are you healthy or are you very stressed? What does your diet look like? What does your lifestyle look like? And how that connects to how your hair is going to show up for you. Because I like to explain, especially to my patients that I'm working with who are experiencing changes in their hair, our hair is actually some of the most metabolically active cells in our entire body. And they're also a non-essential product. You know, we don't need hair to survive, but we do need our heart to beat. You know, we need our liver to keep detoxing for us. We need our gut to be assimilating nutrients for us. We need these internal organs to work. So not only is our hair really demanding because it's constantly growing, it's towards the bottom of the list to get nutrients and to get protein and to get the support that it needs from your body. So if you're noticing changes in your hair, that's a great mirror into, is there something going on internally that we have to look into? Thank you for sharing all of that. You know, I think what I loved and Allie and I have been fortunate enough to get to try Vegamore products and we really love it and we really enjoy it. But something I really loved when the product arrived and when we were doing research about the company was really, you know, I think female hair loss specifically is such a taboo topic, right. Or like female hair, hair. I mean, I think for men and women hair is very loaded, but Mm -hmm. you hear there's such like a push towards like male hair loss that I don't think is necessarily reflected with women, but Mm -hmm. the more women I speak to and I've seen lately on social media as well, more and more women are talking about, um, hair loss, thinning hair, et cetera, be it just from stress or, you know, 
who knows what else I'm going to ask you to, in a second, I'd love to know what yeah. can contribute right to thinning hair, female hair loss, et cetera. Um, I know genetics does can play a part in it as well, but what I love about Vegamore is that we're talking about it here. We are having a conversation on hair wellness and female yeah. hair growth and all of that, because it shouldn't be a taboo topic, but, mm-hmm. but it is right. So mm-hmm. I'd love to talk a little bit too about female hair loss what can cause it and mm-hmm. how Vegamore is working to, um, destigmatize that and support women going through it. Yeah, it is a, a like you said, dis- destigmatization, destigmatization, um, because there is a lot of shame around hair loss and there doesn't need to be in the same way that if you sprain your ankle and it swells up, we're not ashamed of that. It's a symptom. You know, it's your body telling you that there is something going on. Let's investigate. Our body always starts with a small whisper of, hey, there's an imbalance. And if we continue to ignore those whispers, those symptoms, those small ones that we can ignore, eventually your body has to start yelling at you. And this can look like hair loss, or it can look like digestive upset, or it can manifest in a variety of ways. But at a certain point, your body's going to be yelling at you so that you can't ignore it anymore. And hair loss is one of those ways that our body can really loudly yell at us and finally get us to kind of take a step back and say, wow, something's going on. And so this is a great conversation starter for you to talk to your doctor, talk to a nutrition professional, talk to you know somebody on your care team and say like, hey, this is changing. I've noticed over the last six months, my hair is much thinner than it used to be much less vibrant. It's breaking more. It doesn't have the same shine. Um, There might be textural changes. You know, something is different. Can we figure out what my body's trying to tell me? So instead of this being something shameful that we try to hide with, you know, like (laughs) clipping extensions or just pulling our hair back all the time or, you know, wearing hats or whatever it is, you know, can this be something that starts that conversation and really turns into an empowering moment for you rather than something you try to minimize. You know, that's my ultimate hope. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, the more we know and have conversations with folks, it's like you were saying where different little symptoms can be just information. So whether that's Mm -hmm. something that's showing up on your skin or through your hair or through like some bloat or whatever it might be, you know, it can manifest in different ways, but, um, you know, our body, it is, it is all connected. And, um, I know even it's interesting since I started using Bigamore products, one of my favorite things that was part of what they sent us was this, um, scalp massager. Cause I've always struggled with, um, my scalp like, mm-hmm. and my dad does too. Like it's it, part of it's genetic and part of it's, um, like a little allergy. I, my doctor told right. me that I have. And so, um, but I have to say like being able to get in there and massage mm-hmm. my scalp has been so nice. And so mm-hmm. like, so relieving in, in so many ways. Um, mm-hmm. and what's cool about for anybody who's not familiar with Vegamore yet, like we got these beautiful packages. So it's not just sort of shampoo and conditioner, which mm-hmm. 
the kind that I have smells amazing. It smells like tangerine or something, but, and, um, and they're all real essential oils in all yeah. of the products. Like there's nothing artificial in them, which I was done very deliberately. Yeah. Even my husband was like, that smells so good. Um, but they also, you know, give, um, gummies like collagen mm-hmm. gummies and, um, everything from that to help with, um, growth for eyelashes or eyebrows or, mm-hmm. um, hair masks and pillowcase. I got a pillowcase and, and, um, little ponytail holders. It was sort of like, mm-hmm. even within the context of hair products, it was kind of a holistic, um, way. It's like, okay, let's, what is he, what is your head sleeping on at night? Like what's mm-hmm. the, what's the environmental aspect of it? What's the internal, as far as supplements yeah. go, what is the, you know, the external I'm going to actually put on my hair. What, what are the tools that I need to maybe, I don't know. I don't know how it works. You can tell us a little bit more about scalp. I'm interested mm-hmm. in talking about the scalp just cause I've always had scalp issues, but, um, you know, things like the massager, things like that, where there's, it's not just like, slap on this product. Mm -hmm. It's sort of like this, a whole sort of, um, almost like a lifestyle approach to your, to your hair. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the goal. And that's part of where I come in because my, my vision is that your hair routine becomes also part of your stress reduction routine. Mm. Because think about that evening routine where you're taking off your makeup, you're putting on, you know, you're, you're washing your face. Like that's, ingrained in a lot of women's life and it's a couple minutes of calm and then if we can add on you know using the massager to massage in like the serum and you're getting that smell feedback that's so relaxing with the essential oils and you're taking a couple minutes of just like quiet time for yourself that feels nice and is nourishing you and it becomes an enjoyable part of your routine that you look forward to then we're solving so many potential places for your hair to need to cry out to you because we're reducing your stress. We're giving it some nourishment. We're giving you, you know, the supplements can nourish you a bit from the inside out. If you have any gaps in your diet that would be best supported through supplementation. And so that's going to be a big long-term goal of mine is how can we get everybody into a stress reduction hair wellness practice Mm. because stress is a huge, huge, huge root of a lot of the increase in hair loss that people are experiencing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's been a, it's been a stressful time to be a human. Basically, (laughs) It's a very stressful time to be a human. Mm -hmm. I'm curious specifically if we can like unpack the specifics. Yeah. What are some ingredients that Mm -hmm. our listeners can take with them that we should be adding, right? Like to our diets, to our, Mm -hmm. to our routines, what can our listeners do starting right after this conversation to support like preventative hair loss, preventing Mm -hmm. hair loss and support their hair wellness? Yeah. Love that. So things that you can start today in this moment are diet and stress. Those are my top two for anyone that I'm working with that's dealing with hair loss that we don't know yet the root cause, because those are the two most likely to be contributing. Um, I'll start with stress because like you say, it's, it's been really hard to be a human over the last couple of years. It's been a really, really stressful time and chronic stress. So not those one-off instances of, um, I always think to like, oh my gosh, there's a bear. It's coming after me. I know nobody really experiences that in their day to day, but that would be like a short-term stressor that 
I survived. I'm okay. I moved on with my day, but we live more in like a chronic stress world where the stressors don't go away. And every single day, there's something new to add on to our, our stress burden. And after a certain amount of time, because like I said earlier, our hair is a non-essential process for our body. We get pushed into an early resting phase in our hair cycle at any given time, the vast majority of your hair follicles are in a growth phase, and then a small portion of them are in a resting phase. And so it's normal for you to shed up to about 200 strands of hair a day. That's totally normal and that's expected and that's healthy. But when we see this kind of like global hair loss, meaning it's not coming out in patches, you know, I don't all of a sudden have a random bald spot, but my hair is thinning all over and it's noticeable that's that sign that it's an early resting phase that's likely caused to some sort of stress or whether it's mental, emotional, or physical, and it could be any of them. But I firmly believe that every single person on this planet needs to have a stress reduction practice that they do daily. And that can be something as short as I'm going to spend five minutes just closing my eyes and breathing at some point during my day, or that can be meditation or journaling or exercise or whatever it is that makes sense to you we need to prioritize stress reduction as much as we prioritize breathing. You know, it is that vital for our day. And so that's part of it is stress is going to push us into that early resting phase. That's going to cause more hair loss very, very quickly um, within just a number of months, but then diet, you know, of course we think about think back to like the early days of the pandemic when everybody, you know, got into sourdough bread and we were all like, filling our shelves with all the shelf stable food because we didn't know when the next time we could go to the grocery store was. And like, we had this kind of short-term period of very, very high stress. Oh my gosh, let me just get whatever food I can, whether it's healthful balanced or not, because I don't know when the next time I'll be able to get, you know, fresh fruit is or fresh produce or whatever it is. And then that kind of lasted for a lot of people. We got stuck in this. I'm really stressed out and even though my grocery store is stocked, I would much rather have my comfort food or whatever it was. And so those nutrient deficiencies on top of being in a higher stress time, which places a larger burden on our body already causes us to have less nutrients available to our hair. Key, especially for the listeners, for your hair is protein. Having adequate protein in your day is so important. For your hair growth because your hair is over 90% protein. And again, like it is low on the list of, are we going to be giving this to our hair or are we going to be using these amino acids to support every other process in our body that they need? So I always focus with people on, are we meeting protein needs? Um, and that's something that's very individualized, but at a baseline, at a minimum, it's about half of a gram of protein per pound of body weight. And that's about enough that keeps you out of true deficiency. That's not necessarily enough for optimal wellness. Right. Um, there's a lot of research that's starting to come out that's showing that for actual wellness, for actual optimal health, we need significantly more. Mm, yeah. It's, it's an important thing to point out. And I think, um, just the way you describe this, this whole conversation today, it just shows how like this, you know, functional inside out approach. It's mm -hmm. like, yes, we are here and we can talk about the products which serve a purpose. Mm -hmm. You can't topical your way out of certain things. Um, yeah. and it I just, think that a, 
applies to hair and to skin too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just complements, right? It's like mm-hmm. you have to have, right? Like if you just buy Vegamore products, but you aren't focusing, right? Like you're talking about on the stress and the diet, mm-hmm. you're probably not going to be happy with the products. It has to be a mm-hmm. whole, I, I imagine the products complement a healthy lifestyle. Exactly. And the thing is, you know, if you are just going to use the products, then your results are going to be limited. Ultimately, you'll still see change because they're clinically backed and they do support hair growth and they do from the outside in support that hair rejuvenation and cellular turnover that creates strong hair. But you also need to meet your body where it's at. So we need to go outside in as much as inside out. This episode is brought to you by BASE. Ever wanted to figure out why you are feeling sluggish or bloated or what's really up with your stress levels or why you never feel truly rested? With BASE at-home blood work kits, a simple finger prick or saliva sample makes it easy to find out the answers to common health concerns. Whether you know which tests you wanna get started with or you need some guidance, BASE's proprietary assessment quiz makes it easy to begin your health journey empowered with an understanding of your own body. Members can measure, understand, and improve their health levels related to the five most common areas of health concerns, diet, stress, energy, sleep, and sex drive. The result of your hormone, vitamin, or nutrient tests are delivered to you through BASE's app and come with personalized recommendations, including lifestyle changes, supplement suggestions, and more. We both had the opportunity to try base and we love having the information at our fingertips and really recommend it as a resource. You know, we are huge proponents of advocating for your own health and base gives you a baseline information about yourself just to make it easier. Pricing starts at $59.95 per month or quarterly, or you can start with base complete, which are eight tests upfront for 450. We are happy to be able to offer our listeners 20% off with the code CW podcast to get started. Take the base quiz, which will give you a recommendation for a personalized testing plan. Visit get basecom slash CW podcast to receive 20% off with code CW podcast at checkout. You can also find the direct link to the quiz in our show notes. This episode is sponsored by Sprout Living. We are very excited to share all about our favorite new plant-based protein powders by Sprout Living. Sprout Living is delicious and we really appreciate the nourishing quality ingredients. Sprout Living protein powders are all USDA organic, vegan, grain-free, soy-free, gluten-free, nut-free, kosher, and non-GMO with a pumpkin seed, yellow pea, and sunflower seed protein blend that offers up to 26 grams of plant-based protein and superfoods, herbs, and spices. They offer sample packs so you can try all their delicious flavors, including original chocolate maca, vanilla lucuma, and green kingdom. What makes Sprout Living different from most plant-based powders is that they avoid the unnecessary additives that many others on the market use. That means they don't use any gums, thickeners, or natural flavoring, which isn't really natural at all. Instead, they only use real whole superfoods and adaptogens, which is cool because it makes the blends multifunctional. I love to use the chocolate maca blend with cashew butter, chia seeds, flax milk, frozen blueberries, and spinach to make a decadent smoothie that tastes just like a chocolate shake. 
If you want to try Sprout Living, you can save 20% off your order by using code CWPODCAST. Visit www.sproutliving.com and use code CWPODCAST, one word, to save 20% off. They also offer free shipping and a 100% money-back guarantee. Give them a try and let us know if you love it as much as we do. You can also find direct links in the show notes. I'm also glad you mentioned, because this is something I had always thought about. I have actually a lot of hair, but mm-hmm. um, I always thought I had thick hair because mm-hmm. I have so much of it, but I actually have like medium to fine hair, but I lose, like I'm a shudder. I'm such a shudder. <laughs> and um, at a certain point, I finally asked my my um stylist i said is that normal and she was like yes it is to mm-hmm. a certain extent as you were saying and also it's sort of like seasonal sometimes too thinking yeah. about like dogs shedding <laughs> she's like humans do that too and mm-hmm. i had never thought about it that way but you know really understanding like you said it's what is it 200 um strains up of hair to day, 200 up to strands 200. yeah so like it's not i i don't want people to get worried if they see mm-hmm. that they're like shedding hair, but it's like, if you can notice it on yourself, that it feels like it's sort of becoming an issue for you or Mm -hmm. something like that, um, to understand that there's like a balance in that. And also if you are postpartum too, that can be a big part of the postpartum and hormonal, Mm -hmm. um, changes that are happening as well. Um, so to understand that there are times in our life or seasons that we might Mm -hmm. shed more than others. But, um, if it's maybe a prolonged thing where you were Mm -hmm. saying like, or prolonged stress, that's, I think as you spoke so beautifully to it, it's like, sometimes we don't, we're under such chronic stress, even just like, as you guys were talking about from a societal standpoint, let alone all the individual personal stressors that can kind of mm-hmm. come along. But if we have that low grade chronic stress, which we know, we know affects all parts of our health. Um, it's sometimes almost, we like normalize it and it's, yeah. it's hard to, um, sometimes recognize, Oh yeah, we've been dealing with stress for like on a, on a larger, on a macro level mm-hmm for on a different and on a, on a heightened level for mm-hmm. a few years now. So I think if people are struggling with this, it's not a surprise, you know, yeah. like it makes a whole yeah. lot of sense. Yeah. And, and we do, we normalize it um, because we're trying to survive. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's a protective mechanism that we have of trying to like mentally minimize it so that we can keep going. Yeah. And that's where like, you know, the moment you take a step back or I, you know, we're finally knock on wood coming truly out of the pandemic and people are starting to travel more, take real vacations. And I had such an aha moment um, a couple of weeks ago because my husband and I went out to Palm Springs and we spent just like a really quiet, low key time in you know Joshua Tree and didn't have much on the agenda. And it was just so relaxing for a long mm-hmm. weekend. And I remember just like sitting next to the campfire, staring at it for so long and just realize like, wow, I haven't been still for an extended period of time. And I can't remember the last time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going on my first overnight trip. I do a lot Mm -hmm. of day trips. We're very lucky in Southern California, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going 
by this, we're recording a little bit ahead, but I am going on my first overnight trip with, um, my husband and my friend, and I'm so looking forward to it. Like I've never been so excited, um, since Mm -hmm. before the pandemic, but you know, a a couple questions as, as I'm listening to you guys talk. So Ali, as you're mentioning, like some of us might just be like bigger shedders, right. Or in different seasons of shedding is hair loss though, something we're all going to have to face, right? Like if we get to our sixties, seventies, eighties, is there just this natural progression of hair loss we should expect? Mm -hmm. And, or if like, you're talking about, we keep our stress levels low and Mm -hmm consume an adequate amount of protein. Mm -hmm. Is that something that we can prevent or is it just like a natural part of what we're all going to have to experience? And then I have another question, but I'll stop there and continue. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. no, it's a really good question. And, you know, to Ali's point, like seasonally, like postpartum, there is an expected amount of hair loss because, you know, during pregnancy, we see this like massive hair growth because of all those hormones and a lot of chaos is going on in the body when you're pregnant, um, good chaos, but chaos. And so there are seasons where you will see that shedding, um, increase. And some people definitely shed more. Some people are on the like 20 to 50 strands a day where you barely notice it. Some people like, it sounds like Allie is like probably closer to 200 and that's her norm. And that's the key is like, we want to watch the norms because if you notice a difference, all of a sudden, then we know something's going on. Again, your body's screaming at you rather than just trying to whisper to you. But I think to your point about aging, you know, we societally just kind of expect that our health is going to take a downturn as we age. Mm -hmm. And that's not necessarily the reality. It's more so just what's happening over the decades, those small instances of my body's less efficient because I haven't been necessarily eating well, my lifestyle hasn't been supporting health, you know, I'm in a very high stress career or whatever it is, we have all these things that kind of like compound over time that create dysfunction in old age, but that doesn't mean it has to happen. And so focusing in on making sure you have that good daily stress reduction practice, and that you do feel as grounded as possible, and you are managing your stressors, as much as you can, making sure you're eating an adequate diet that has protein and healthy fats and plenty of nutrient dense food and variety. I'm very big on variety because, and this can be an entirely different conversation, but the more variety that we have, the healthier we are because we're giving our body different exposures to innumerable different compounds. Mm. And so those things compound to create health in old age in as much as unhealthy habits can compound to create illness in old age. Mm, yeah. So no, we don't need to just <laughs> expect and accept it. That's great. That's great. That's great. And I guess then my, my second part, just to continue jumping on the, the protein conversation, mm-hmm. right. I'd love to know if there are other foods and nutrients or vitamins that we should also be eating to support Mm-hmm. our hair health. Um, and when we're talking about protein, I know collagen is so big when you talk about like mm-hmm. your skin and nails, is it collagen protein or are we just talking about any protein here? Um, yeah. So those are my two questions about protein yes. and, and just more nutrients in general to support our hair health. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our overall our like B vitamins, very important for hair and hair, skin, nail health, um, especially biotin, you know, it's B7 and that's one that's very unlikely for you to be deficient in. 
um, but it's one that's incredibly important. And again, hair, skin, and nails, all of them are non-essential processes. So we want to make sure that there's an abundance, especially because those uh, your B vitamins are water soluble. You know, you, you need them regularly. You need them daily because your body's not storing it. That's why when you take multivitamin, your urine might become you know kind of fluorescent yellow because your body's taking what it needs in that moment and you're processing and excreting the excess. So we need that daily. Your protein, your collagen is incredibly important. It's the building block of so much of our body, our hair, skin, and nails do need um, collagen, but so do our internal tissues. You know, it creates structure, but our body is actually really good at creating collagen. It becomes less efficient as we age. And a big part of that is because as we age, our levels of stomach acid naturally drop our parietal cells just make less of it. And we need that to break down proteins into the amino acids. And so that's part of why most recommendations for people over 65 include an increase in protein because we're just less efficient at breaking it down. So we're good at creating our own collagen. That doesn't mean you can't take a collagen supplement, especially if you find benefit in it. A lot of people do, but if you're getting enough protein for your size, your activity level and your health status, then you're likely not deficient in collagen because we can create it. And then your healthy fats, um, not only are they nourishing and actually very protective to our hair and help create shine and strength, um, but we need them for hormone balance and creation. You know, we need them for blood sugar regulation, which if we're on that blood sugar roller coaster every day, like so many people can be, fats help to slow that down and calm that down and create less stress internally from that perspective. Um, I work with patients a lot on blood sugar regulation because it can be such a source of internal stress for our bodies. And so my quick and easy is every time you're eating, can you identify a source of fiber, fat, and protein? because those are the three that are gonna slow down blood sugar rises and falls. And they also tend to be the most nutrient dense. So it's a bit of a win-win. Thank you. You are, you know, if, if any, if our listeners today are longtime courageous wellness listeners, then they know that Erica and I are PFF um, advocates all the time. And so (laughs) any of the, any of the blood sugar balancing and blood sugar regulation topics that we talk Mm. about, um, as, as other Erica is sharing, um, you know, now will also continue to serve your hair health. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our bodies are one, our bodies are con- like, we're not like a compartmentalized body, even though our medical yeah. system breaks it up that way. So, mm-hmm. um, the way you're speaking, it's like, yeah, blood sugar balance is w- wonderful for so many functions of the body. Um, mm-hmm. And just kind of goes along and proves the point for even something as, a, you know, as specific as hair health that we're talking today. But again, there are so many benefits of just being able to combine those things and making sure that we're mm-hmm. getting complete proteins too. And actually mm-hmm. that's a thing we were talking about the importance of the amino acids. Um, if I would say if folks are prefer plant-based, fully Mm plant-based diets. Um, 
you know, I know you were talking about like your early vegetarian <laughs> days versus it's, you know, we can, we know mm-hmm. that you can eat fully plant-based, but you might have to do a little bit more work to get complete proteins. So is there yeah. any way that you want to like, maybe a few things, if someone has a plant-based diet, mm-hmm. um, recommendations for just like making sure that they're getting, um, the complete protein that they might need. Um, yeah, for their, for their supporting their hair health or, or their vitamins as well, their supplements as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it is totally possible to be meeting all of your needs on a plant-based diet. Yeah. It just like, to your point, Ali, it takes a little bit more intention, a little bit more work, um, a little bit more information and sometimes some guidance from a professional to make sure you're hitting all of those boxes. But going back to variety, that's what I tell my vegetarian and vegan patients is because we don't necessarily need a complete protein at every meal. And we don't need necessarily to hit all of the amino acids every single day. We need that variety throughout the week. So if you're getting your protein from a variety of sources, you know, some tofu on Monday, beans on Tuesday, you know, you're getting a um, a whole bunch of like chickpeas in your salad on Wednesday, you know, as long as you're creating variety within your week, you are likely going to be hitting those needs. And again, like I can't obviously speak for everyone, especially if you're more active or if you're currently healing from an illness, your needs are going to be different and probably more precise, but making sure that you're not falling into a rut with your protein. And the other thing that I think is so very important for um, our plant-based listeners is iron. Iron deficiency is rampant amongst vegetarians, vegans, meat eaters, pretty much everyone, especially for women, because we have such a higher demand for it. And we, we lose a significant amount every month with our cycle. But iron deficiency is also one of the most common vitamin deficiencies, mineral deficiencies really related to hair loss because we need that iron to be moving oxygen through our our body and to be sending that and other nutrients to our hair. And our vegan or plant-based sources of iron are coming in what's called non-heme iron and our body needs to convert it over to what's called heme iron to be bioavailable, to be useful. And we lose quite a bit of it in that conversion process. So my plant-based patients, your plant-based listeners, we need to be really specific about getting good sources of iron, like beans, like leafy greens, cooking in cast iron when possible, and finding those sources of iron and getting those very, very regularly and with intention and watching blood work, making sure that we have enough of it. That's really great. Thank you. Thank you for sharing all of this. I feel like our listeners have received and we've received such practical information from this conversation. And my, my last question to you would be, I'm sure everyone wants to go look into Vegamore right now and order. And I think what's great about Vegamore too, right? As we mentioned early on, it's plant-based, there's no synthetic Mm -hmm. hormones, but, um, we also know in, in sustainability and with, um, some people might be finishing up shampoos or products that they currently have Mm -hmm. in their shower and in their, um, bathrooms. So my question is, are there any ingredients we absolutely must and should be avoiding in our products, Mm -hmm. right? Like we don't want anyone to go, you know, throw away and start from scratch today. Mm -hmm. But, um, but with that said, maybe throw away something with these products or, Mm -hmm. or these ingredients, excuse me, and avoid these specifics. 
Yeah, so I would be very careful around any product they're using, whether it's hair, skin, body, wherever, um, if you can't find ingredients. Because it is not necessary for companies to list their ingredients. And that's always a huge red flag for me because you then do not know what's in it at all. Um, for hair specifically, we want to stay away from sulfites. You know, they can be very damaging, very drying out to the hair. Um, we want to stay away from the artificial fragrances because not only do we not necessarily know where they're coming from and how they might interact with our hair, but they're also just not good for us internally. And our scalp, similar to our skin, does absorb whatever we put on it. And so if you wouldn't eat it, and not that I would say eat the Vegamore products either, but consider like, is this something that's really artificial that you can't identify? Um, the third thing that I think is worth paying attention to is anything that's iodine based. So in the ingredients, it might say like iodide or have something similar to that within the very long potential um, word or ingredient name. And the reason I say that is because we're starting to see a lot of information around um, just an overload of iodine creating a lot of chaos in the body, especially hormonally with the thyroid. And unfortunately, right now in medicine, we don't have a great way of testing for iodine levels, especially not accumulation in the thyroid. And that can have a really negative downstream effect. And iodine definitely can be absorbed through the skin, through your scalp. Um, so I tend to ask people to look for anything that looks like the word iodine in an ingredient name and just be cautious around that. We're not saying it's necessarily you absolutely have to stay away from it at this point, but it's likely more prevalent than you think. And if, especially if you're dealing with any hormonal imbalance, thyroid issues, we want to be very, very cautious around iodine-based ingredients. Thank you. All good. Um, good tips for our listeners. So as we start to wrap up, uh, we ask our guests three wrap up questions. So the mm -hmm. first one is, um, how do you take care of yourself, your daily, what does your daily self-care look like? And, mm -hmm. um, and I guess maybe I can ask and your hair care. <laughs> and yeah. then also, uh, like in that, do you have any non-negotiables for yourself? Yeah. So it's, uh, it's interesting. And like thinking about what do I do every day um, in preparation for this conversation, I realized my answer to this now is so different than my answer just a couple of months ago. Um, Cause I will happily share that I'm actually halfway through my first pregnancy and it's been rough. <laughs> it's been really, really, really rough. And so, you know, like I'd mentioned earlier, I fought very hard to get back to a place of resilience and health. And I kind of took that for granted. You know, I had my routine where I would wake up at five and I would go work out and then I would make breakfast and, you know, I got to be active and I got to engage in a lot of aspects of life. And I would go out for a nice walk with the dogs and I would have a breath work routine. I had all of these things that I was doing that helped me feel wonderful that I kind of cultivated over time. And uh, with pregnancy, with uh, this wonderful 24 um, seven nausea that I've been experiencing that I'm still experiencing. Um, and with all the other fun things that have been going on with pregnancy, my non-negotiables had to change. And I think that that's a really good lesson in what works for you today won't work for you in six months or five years. And we need to be open to what our body is telling us because my non-negotiables now are 
can I listen to my body? Do I need to rest right now? I've probably taken more naps in the last five months than I have in the last 25 years. Mm. And I've, I wanted to fight it initially. Yeah. Cause what healthy person needs a daily 2 PM nap? <laughs> I was like, Oh, I definitely did. And, and sometimes still do. Yeah. Um, so my non-negotiables now are really around sleep and rest mm. and about checking in with my body. What can I do today? What should I do today? Should I have a true workout? You know, I still have a non-negotiable about moving my body and being outside, but more often than not right now, that looks like a walk rather than a run or lifting or whatever it is that I'm trying to, that I would previously do. Um, and my other non-negotiable was water intake mm. and it is still water intake because I dealt with and still deal with quite a number of food aversions mm. and they are no joke when you're pregnant. Let me tell you, they are strong. And I joke around with like my husband and my friends when we're out because I have to check in with my belly before I order something at brunch. I'm like, are we going to keep this down? Like, do, does this sound good to us today? Yeah. Because it would change day over day. And I realized early on, I'm not able to have the same beautiful nutrient dense diet that I used to, because my body's not accepting it. But what I can do is get hydrating liquids into me. Mm. Yeah, no, this was, I think pregnant or not, these are Mm -hmm. great tips and reminders for everybody listening. It is an evolution for sure. And Mm -hmm. listening to your body should be the number one non-negotiable that we all do, um, without judgment. What is your astrological sign? Can I ask? Sure. I'm in Aries. I I knew it. I was going to say that when she was like the go, 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 I haven't Uh in 20, you know, I was like, oh, you're in Aries. I was like, that sounds like my, uh, my friend and partner here, Ali is also an Aries. So, um, <laughs> one yeah. of my dear friends calls me the poster child for Aries. <laughs> That's, yeah, I can, I can relate. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Ali, I'm and it's sure hard. Like, yeah. it's hard to have to take a step back. You know? I was going to say, Ali, I feel like when, um, and if you, uh, have your first pregnancy, that will also be a great teacher for you to and rest probably um, and baby. Yes. Yeah. I'll mm-hmm. be here to help. I'm a Libra. I love rest. I'm also a projector. I'm like, I'm like four hour spurts and then like, let's, let's relax. That's my vibe. Um, you know, uh, yes with a Capricorn rising though. So that workhorse in me does get going. Um, okay. So the next official question mm-hmm. we always ask is what does being courageous mean to you? Um, well, coming off of the fact that I'm in Aries, um, you'll probably find no surprise in that. Um, I, I firmly believe that being courageous is being able to face a situation with enough grace and confidence to know that failure is not a problem. Failure is not a bad thing. Failure is not a failure. Um, and stepping into situations, not knowing the outcome and being okay with whatever the outcome is. Because failure, so often we want to control every aspect, especially if you're stubborn Aries. Um, We want to know the outcome. We want to know that we can control the situation because we're trying to drive to a certain point. But being able to accept failure as a teacher rather than this personal slight, that to me is courageous. Yeah. Thank you. And then the final question is, do you have a book 
recommendation for our audience. It can be on any topic, just something that's meant something to you along your own journey. Yeah. This was the one that I struggled with the most to prep for because look, oh, there's so many books that have been so influential. Um, but the one that came to mind that I've read somewhat recently within the last year was um, book Breath by James Nestor. And it's a beautiful look into how we really suck at breathing. You know, we could just like sum it up. And he talks about, you know, the like evolutionary changes that we're seeing in people's jaws and sinuses because we don't breathe well, we don't breathe efficiently. Um, And I think a lot of people think of evolution as this positive thing. And like, nope, we're seeing very negative adaptations in people from even just a couple hundred years ago. Um, And how like people in their fifties are, we're seeing, you know, the diaphragm, those muscles atrophy and how scary that is because everybody's taking such shallow breaths. We're not breathing deeply. We're not engaging in those muscles anymore and how it affects everything. And it's so fundamental and so foundational to be able to breathe deeply, to be able to breathe well, and also to be able to have carbon dioxide in our body because carbon dioxide is not just a waste product. It plays some important roles in our body. And reading this book actually very quickly changed my priority with my patients. Mm. You know, never before did I ask, do you breathe deeply? Do you breathe through your nose or through your mouth? You know, never did I think that that made such a difference until I read this book and I realized, well, it doesn't matter what we're trying to heal. It doesn't matter what diet you need to go on. That's going to be therapeutic for you. It doesn't matter what your exercise routine is. If you're not breathing well, we're crippling our body's ability to function. Wow. Yeah. I have to read that. I mean, such a good book. I'm so fascinated by the breath. This is another conversation, Mm -hmm. but you know, we often like when we do events, um, we often talk about breath as a tool getting into Mm -hmm. a parasympathetic parasympathetic Mm -hmm. nervous system also. And like the effect on your digestive system and all, you know, all of that. And I actually have a background in, um, I've prior to getting into this and creating this company, I have, I have been, and am still from time to time, um, a performing artist and a singer, classically trained singer. And so really getting to understand the diaphragm and the breath was all a part of that training. Oh yeah. I'm so fascinated by what you were just sharing. And that, I mean, it's, it's crazy to think that Mm -hmm. people, you know, those muscles are starting to atrophy in their fifties and their fifties. So young. So it's like, we need to learn how to like breathe and, and the amount Mm -hmm. of just sort of like social anxiety that people can kind of combat with breath, even any Mm -hmm. kind of anxiety with breath. Um, and all the effects on all of our body systems. So thank you mm-hmm. for sharing that. You're the only person that's ever shared that book. And really, yeah, we get a lot of repeat recommendations and rightfully mm-hmm. so there's so many, you know, great books that really mean a lot to people, but thank you. I'm, I'm personally, um, really interested in reading that. So yeah, if I can share one quick for your listeners, if, especially if they're interested in breath work, I've actually started having a lot of my patients because it's, it's easy to forget to remember to breathe because we just, we breathe. And so um, I love the idea of habit stacking. And I use that a lot with my patients to start creating change. And the idea is you want to start a new habit, you attach it to an existing habit. And so I have been having my patients, every time they're washing their hands after going to the bathroom, which 
should be several times a day if we're washing our hands regularly after going to the bathroom, which really hoping that everyone is, you know, we don't need to pay attention to washing our hands. So that becomes, let me take some deep, slow, controlled breaths. And that's a quick way, not only for your stress response, for your parasympathetic, but that's a quick way to also strengthen those muscles throughout the day. And it's just so easy. You just slap a like post-it note on your mirror to remind you. Um, and it's been just one of the most simple things that I've come up with in the last few years and so impactful. Yeah, no, it's crazy. It's crazy how little, even knowing this, like I'll catch myself and be like, am I breathing? It's Mm -hmm. it's really fascinating. So thank you for those tips. Thank you for everything we share. Uh, we shared, you shared with us today. Um, for anyone who wants to find you, follow you, work with you, find Vegamore, where can Mm -hmm. they do all of those things? Yeah. So, um, I have a small like social media presence, um, definitely far, far, far from an influencer, but you can find me at, at Erica Zellner nutrition, um, on Instagram. And I share a lot about not only hair wellness, but just general wellness and health and a lot of things that I am really passionate about. Um, Vegamore, you can find them at Vegamore. Um, I write blog posts frequently for them diving into, hair wellness and diet specifics. And, you know, there's a lot of really wonderful content on their blog, not only things that I write, but on their blog in general. Um, and I'm also working on their social media. So I do a lot of AMAs and lives. So if you have specific questions, you know, my DMs are always open for sure. Vegamore's DMs um, so that we can funnel that into some AMAs or blog posts or other ways to connect. But we're just really like working on connecting with the audience and, and making sure people's questions are answered. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure chatting with you today. And we, yeah, we really appreciate it. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed this. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Courageous Wellness. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode featuring a different guest each week subscribe, rate, and write us a nice review. And you can also follow us on Instagram at Courageous Wellness or get in touch via our website, www.courageouswellness.net, where you can also find additional info about our health coaching services, virtual group events, newsletter, and more. Until next week, I'm Allie. And I'm Erica and we're Courageous Wellness.